Hi, this is Randy Backman with another Vinyl Tap podcast. Stories about some of the greatest rock and roll songs ever. And our theme this week is... Screaming! It's the screams of rock and roll. The great screams that we love to hear, and they are so hard to do. They are quite amazing to do. Most of these screams I've seen live because I played with these people. And I go out every night to see the scream, and guess what? They do it every single night. We're going to start out with Hart in 1976. You all know Hart of the sisters in music, Anne and Nancy Wilson. They're very close together in age, and they were Hart and still are Hart. They totally rocked. I remember in the mid-70s, I was a hot prospect there. I was number one with BTO album and single. I got asked to produce Trooper, and I did. I got asked to produce Hart, and I couldn't. I couldn't even go see them. The guy who wanted me to go see them said, they sound just like Zeppelin, but better than Led Zeppelin. And and then I said, stupidly, who needs another band to sound like Zeppelin? And I never went. But later on, BTO was really rolling, heart got rolling, and they were our opening act on many, many, many shows. This song starts with Nancy Wilson, who's a great guitar player. She starts it on her ovation guitar, and it's very much a beginning, kind of like what Yes did on Roundabout, a very acoustic guitar beginning, which is also very Jimmy Page-y Led Zeppelin. And then it goes into the heavy chording, and then in comes Ann Wilson, the great lead singer. They both wrote this song together. And in the end, when she goes crazy, it's really quite amazing. And I heard many stories of when they played London, how Mr. Robert Plant snuck in in kind of disguise and saw them play and sing because everybody said, this chick is better than you. And then he went and met them after the show, and they've been very good friends. And then if you saw a while back, you can Google this. There was something that the President Obama did in Washington where they, uh, all of Led Zeppelin was there. And Hart was there, and they did Stairway to Heaven. It was an amazing thing. So we're going to give you one of the greatest screamers, and she can still do it. I played a gig with her just before shutdown about three years ago with both Wilsons. Here is Crazy on You, 1976, and just listen for her great scream in the end. Six million records later, that was Hart. They have sold a ton of product. Going to let everybody in on a big secret now. This was my secret for a while, and it was Pete Townsend's secret in the Who. My first guitar, and you might be following this out there, was a Gretsch 6120, which is an orange Gretsch that Chad Atkins played. Dwayne Eddy played one. Eddie Cochran played one. I played one. Uh, Brian Setzer plays one. It is the great work tool because you can play jazz on it, country, rock and roll, Dixieland. It plays like a multitude of music. Pete Townsend found out that when you have this Gretsch guitar and turn it up full, that means all the knobs are up full, and you plug it into a Fender amplifier that's a silver face amp silver face means the grill cloth is silver but you must use a volume control which turns the guitar off and on with your foot push it down it's on full lift it up it's off because when you hit this guitar it's the cleanest greatest distortion of all time and when pete townsend did his videos of the who live and won't get fooled again that's what this song is he's playing a 59 gold top les paul and you think that's it but really what he's playing on the record is a 6120 Gretsch, the orange one. So listen to this, and this has probably 
the absolutely greatest scream in rock and roll by Mr. Roger Daltrey. He and Pete are still together today. You can go see them, and Zach Starkey's on drums, and Zach Starkey is Ringo's son. He was also Keith Moon's godson. So Keith Moon bought him his first drum set and taught him how to play drums. That's why he fits in very well. So here's The Who 1971, Won't Get Fooled Again. Won't get fooled again, and let me clarify my earlier statement. <laughs> the great rhythm guitar sound is a 1959 Gretsch 6120, which has filtered Tron pickups, into a 1959 310-inch speaker Fender basement amplifier. They were given to Pete Townsend as a present from the amazing Joe Walsh, who we know from Joe Walsh and from Eagles. And Joe Walsh is also the maniac guy who gave away the 59 Les Paul to Jimmy Page that became Jimmy Page's Les Paul. So Joe Walsh is kind of like the Christmas Santa Claus of all guitar players giving this away. That's how the Who got their son, and that was, one, that was the most iconic scream in rock and roll history from Roger Daltrey. I hope you're enjoying this online edition of Vinyl Tap. Here's some ways to get in touch. Send this mail to Randy's Vinyl Tap, P.O. Box 2100, Sydney, B.C., V8L3S6. Mail goes to mailbag at randysvinyltap.com or phone the tap line 1-844-827-4323. Now back to the show. We're doing rock and roll screams. We've already got through a couple of major ones and there's many, many to come. Instead of, <laughs> instead of saying sing along with us, I'm going to say scream along with these guys. They are amazing. This song starts with a scream. It's more of a chant or a call to the rock and roll war. It's Mr. Robert Plant, and the song is Led Zeppelin. We mentioned a bit about Led Zeppelin there, and Jimmy Page getting his Les Paul guitar from Joe Walsh as a gift. So here's Jimmy Page playing his Les Paul. Here's Mr. Robert Plant. The song is the Immigrant Song. It's November 1970. The Willie Dixon song that they kind of adopted until Willie Dixon brought it to their attention 20 years later, and now Willie Dixon is put on there as a co-writer because Willie Dixon had a song called You Need Love and Willie Dixon got a check for many millions of dollars so thank you to Willie Dixon's grandson who was playing Led Zeppelin and said to his grandfather this sounds like your song anyways here's the greatest scream beginning of a song Robert Plant Led Zeppelin The Immigrant Song and we're also going to give you a whole lot of love we're going to give them back to back because they both have got when he goes woman you need there's, that's also really good screaming. So we're giving you double screams from Mr. Plant.
Well, I hope you're enjoying the screaming. This is Randy's Vinyl Tap, and I'm enjoying these songs, hearing them once again. And how amazing these lead singers are. They hit every note. This is way before what they call auto-tune, which you can hear the, the notes being auto-tuned, so they're perfectly in pitch. These guys are great singers. They're probably singing at the time you're hearing this song after song after song. Their voices are tired, but that's part of their vocal sound. And then they hit these high notes and these screams. Here's a great song from 1973. It's Steven Tyler and this band called Aerosmith. They were once our BTO's opening act when we played around Boston. That's where they're from. And listen to Steven Tyler screaming in the end when he goes, dream on, dream on, dream on, dream on. He goes an octave higher. It's absolutely amazing that he, and he still hits these notes, by the way. These guys are still rocking in the free world. They are great. Here's Aerosmith with Dream On. Aerosmith would dream on. Now we're going on to a lady who I totally respect. I was very lucky to see her many times. I saw one of her last performances in Toronto at Massey Hall before they shut it down to reno it. So this was that old Massey Hall. The big A, Aretha Franklin. She came out on stage. She was amazing. She pranced out in a big sparkly dress, high heels, fur caper on her shoulder. She had a, which you don't see these days, a musical director, a guy wearing a suit with a little baton directing a band of bass player, two guitars, drummer, three or four singers, three or four sax players, keyboard, piano, and an organ, and they sounded just like her records. Aretha Franklin is like godmother of soul. This song is written by Otis Redding. In the ending, when they do the breakdown, uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, listen to what she does after that. Suck it to me, suck it. And she goes, whoa, little respect, whoa. She really gets into the screaming. This lady could sing and scream. 1967, Aretha Franklin, Respect. the big A, Aretha Franklin, who has won 18 Grammys and received two honorary Grammys and is amazing. I remember the Grammys when Pavarotti was being honored and he couldn't sing because he had a sore throat. And they didn't know how to, to fill this part where he was singing this area. And I remember backstage, they went to Aretha and she said, oh, I can sing that song. They said, what? You grew up singing in a church in Detroit. Your father was the minister. Yeah, but I've, I sang this song as a little girl. She went out with no rehearsal. She said, do this in the original key. And she sang Pavarotti's song, and the place was dead silent and in tears. It was amazing. If you can Google that, it's just a wonderful thing to see. So that was the big A, Aretha. Now we're going to the big ACDC. These are the kind of guys, a lot like Little Richard, the whole song is screamed. You don't sing along with an ACDC song, unless it's the chorus where all the guys sing. But the lead singer, you just got to scream your way through it. And in this song, which is called... For those of you about to rock, we salute you. 
which is 1981 ACDC. When it gets to the ending and they're doing all the, the playback and forth between lead guitar and vocal, he even screams even better. There we go, ACDC 1981. For those of you about to rock, we salute you. That was ACDC, those of you who vote to rock, we salute you and we scream our heads off along with you. This is from the Beatles' White Album, credited to John Lennon, Paul McCartney as writers. This was the B-side of Hey Jude, and it's John Lennon doing his song called Revolution. He had two versions of Revolution, one was slow, that also made it on the White Album. But this is when he really wanted to Chuck Berry it, turn up his Gibson Epiphone double cutaway guitar and really blast away doing the Chuck Berry thing. And it starts out with a big, big scream. Here's John Lennon and the Beatles, Revolution. That was great screaming there from John Lennon in Revolution. Now we're going to a real special song called Great Gig in the Sky, which we all do sooner or later. (laughs) It's really sad when you lose someone dear to you or that is important to your life who makes music or is a singer and actor. Uh, But when you refer to them as the great gig in the sky, you know, they're up there with the greatest giggers of all with Elvis and Hendrix and, and everybody else. This is from Pink Floyd's 1973, Dark Side of the Moon. And they needed a part in the middle of this song called Great Gig in the Sky. The song features music by Richard Wright and a singing sessionist called Claire Torrey, who apparently like came with her hair in rollers in the middle of the night with a sleeping gown on. They had called her late, because most of the guys recording late at night. They started six in the, in the evening, seven, and they go right two to three or four in the morning. She walked in, they said, just sing something, make it up. They didn't know what to tell her. So she sang this part. It's one of the greatest screams in rock and roll, and she didn't even get credit for it at first. Later, she sued for credit. She got credit, and then somebody said, oh, you should sue for part of the writing credit, not just name credit, but writing credit means, guess what? You get some money. So she sent a letter to Pink Floyd, and they settled with her out of court. She's now listed as co-writer on the song. So she obviously got some financial compensation she was comfortable with and it on goes and that's a very nice ending to that story because that happens to a lot of people and so here we go her name is Claire Torrey this is Pink Floyd 1973 great gig in the sky have to agree with me that pretty amazing that was Claire Torrey doing that high ah ah screaming and in the end she got credit for it and got paid more money for it rather than scale which is like 50 pounds we're celebrating songs with the world's greatest screams and we've had some great ones and there's more to come 
This is me with Bachman Turner Overdrive BTO. The song is called Let It Ride. Fred Turner sings the lead in this song. And he's got a very, what I call, Harley Davidson gruffy voice. But he's just screaming in the end of this song, in the end of Let It Ride. And here's Fred Turner's secret that I didn't know it. If we were to scream, as I'm speaking to you now, you're breathing out and I would go, wow, which is not that great. When Fred Turner does the high scream, I found out other singers do this and he got taught this by an operatic vocal coach. You suck in so you can go, and you can go twice as high as normal. Excuse my noises there, I sound like a giraffe or something. So that's the way Fred Turner does his screaming in the end of Let It Ride. He's sucking the air in. He's, he's singing outward, but when it's time for the scream, he does it out. And then he can do both. When you're a good singer, you can do both. Control your vocals going out of your throat, your larynx, and coming back in, and you can get a different thing. So here's BTO 1974-ish, Let It Ride. BTO with C.F. Turner doing the screaming and singing there with Let It Ride. Now a really great lady from Texas. Her name is Janice Lynn Joplin, inducted into the Rocker Hall of Fame in 1995. One of the top selling musicians in the USA and a really, really great blues singer. I remember doing gigs with her back in the late 60s, early 70s when I was playing with the Guess Who and then BTO playing around San Francisco, playing the Fillmore's other festivals around there and the last time I saw her and played with her was 1970 on the Festival Express which was that amazing train that went right across Canada I think it started in Ottawa Montreal stopped in Win Winnipeg Calgary and I got to the Winnipeg show it was the summer of 70 I just left the guess who and I got invited onto the train because playing on stage wasn't the big thing it was playing in the train it was all empty inside they had sleepers but there was somewhere empty and then it had like a set of drums and a couple of basses and about six amplifiers and I got to stay in there for six or seven hours and played with Janis Joplin, The Birds, um, Leslie West, The uh, Mountain was on that show. Uh, it was a great show. This is called Peace of My Heart, written by Jerry Ragavoy and Burt Burns. Is Janis at her really best. Her album is called Cheap Thrills by her and the big, which is a great name, Big Brother and the Holding Company. So it's Janis Joplin with Big Brother and the Holding Company. Song's a big hit from 1968. Take a little piece of my heart. Janice Joplin with Big Brother and the Holding Company with Peace of My Heart. So you can imagine something inspiring Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney was inspired to write this song after reading really incredibly great reviews of the Who's hit I Can See for Miles, which the reviewer described as the most raucous rock song ever. And McCartney wanted to outdo the Who, so he wanted to write a raucous, screaming rock song. 
John Lennon was a big screamer when he did Revolution. Paul came right back with this song, 1968. He wrote it and sang it. Helter Skelter. Listen to Paul screaming. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Helter Skelter, Paul McCartney, and the Beatles. The rock keeps on rolling. The screams keep on screaming. And here we go with a guy that screams so much, it became part of his name. His real name is Jalacy Hawkins, but he got called Screaming Jay Hawkins. He wrote this song, I Put a Spell on You, and was trying to sing it normally in the studio. It just wasn't happening. It was too loungy. It didn't look like him. In the end, for fun, they took a break. He went over to the piano, started screaming it and making all these noises. And the producer said, wow, that is fantastic. Let's do a take like that. So he then did this screaming take of this song. Screaming Jay Hawkins, 1956. I put a spell on you. I put a spell on you. Because of mine. Well, I did a gig with Screaming Jay Hawkins once in a nightclub that was terribly lit. And when the curtain opened on stage, there was a coffin on it. And he opened the coffin and got out with a scary makeup on. It terrified the front row, which I was sitting in at a table in the nightclub. Then he did this song and a couple of others. And uh, that was my experience with Screaming Jay Hawkins. So I was on tour with the Guess Who. We reformed in 2001. We got offered a big U.S. tour. Our opening act was Joe Cocker. I was thrilled at that because we all grew up with Joe Cocker, an incredible singer. And we all know his iconic performance at Woodstock. We're going, what is this guy doing? The spastic rock and roll. He's waving his hands around. He didn't have the moves of... He could not move like Jagger, let's put it that way. He was a very, very wonderfully nice guy to get to know very sweet quiet guy every single night when we were on tour so this is Joe Cocker and his band and I'm with the Guess Who I would go out and see him specifically to sing this song and to hit this part we happened to share the experience of being in New York when 911 happened that morning and our concert that night got cancelled uh, and we left New York without playing the gig but we went and played Boston and then continued the tour down south this song was written by Lennon and McCartney specifically for Ringo Starr it was a little oompa kind of song that they put on Sgt. Pepper just so Ringo would have a presence on Sgt. Pepper. Later on, jamming at the studio, they came up with an idea produced by Danny Cordell to do the song like a heavy 6-8 time. They got in a session guitar player named Jimmy Page. They got Chris Stanton and other cool musicians in and came up with this version of this song that went to number one in the UK singles chart and was a monster hit all over the world. And like I said, I came out every night to watch Joe Cocker hit the scream. That's two-thirds of the way through. Joe Cocker, with a little help from my friends, 1968. 
With a little help from my friend, the great Joe Cocker. Here's another guy that sounds a lot like Joe Cocker, and he screams all the time. It is Mr. Wilson Pickett. This song is called Land of a Thousand Dances, written by Chris Kenner, and with a big hit by Chris Kenner in 62, but this was many years later that uh, Wilson Pickett did it. I have a great story to tell you about Wilson Pickett. This was in Toronto, and we were asked to do a one of these telethons. It's usually on September long weekend when you're going back to school and everybody's at home because you're getting school books ready and clothes ready to go back to school at the end of the summer. And we got asked to do a, a benefit on television, which you're kind of on call, and it runs... Friday night till Sunday, early Sunday morning. So you're on at two or three in the morning and people are up and they're, they're invited to pledge money. And when you do this, I mean, normally you're making a certain fee every night. You've got you and your band, your manager and agents get commissioned. You're lucky to be left with five or 10 grand at the end of the night. And you've left home and you're away on the road. They pay you even less money and it's called an honorarium. So they say, we're going to waive your normal fee, but we want you to be on the telephone. But by the way, you'll be seen by you know, 8 million people in the Toronto area or whatever that is. And so you go and do the gig and you're basically also doing it for charity. At the end, I was staying in a hotel and they give you hotel rooms. I'm staying in a hotel room right next to Wilson Pickett. There's an adjoining door in between, which is closed, but I could hear through the door. I'm in there with my manager, Marty. And we get informed there's no honorarium, so we're getting nothing. So what we've done to get there with the band and the gig, we're getting nothing for. And I hear this in the room next door. I'm Wilson Pickett. They can't do that to me. Do they not know I am Wilson Pickett? They cannot do that to Wilson Pickett. They cannot pay me. I'm Wilson Pickett. We gotta go get some money. And this guy said, sorry, Wilson. They don't have any money left. It's like it's a charity. And he went through this whole round. I, we just, and we just kill ourselves laughing at that. So here's Wilson Pickett screaming his head off, still. Land of a Thousand Dances, 1966. Wilson Pickett, Land of a Thousand Dances. We hope you like my performance. That was screaming Wilson Pickett. And now a guy who screamed like Wilson Pickett, but Wilson Pickett copied him. This is the original R&B screamer, Mr. James Brown. This is one of the most sampled guys in all of recorded history because he had these R&B cool songs with incredible beat, and he wrote the great songs. But he'd always go, wow! And he always had these screams that were kind of like Panthers. A lot of these screams sound like animals. They sound like, you know, lions or panthers or cheetahs and things like that. So this is 1965, Mr. James Brown, written and recorded by James Brown, hit number three on the charts. He had over 100 singles out on the Billboard charts in his lifetime, and not one hit number one, but he didn't care because he got a lot of money. A lot of He owned his own radio station because nobody would play his records, so he built his own stations, and he had six or seven or ten stations. He had a great life. The godfather of soul, really. And he's the guy who invented the words, excuse me while I boogaloo, Papa's got a brand new bag. He made all these things up which became generic conversation lyrics. So here we go, James Brown, 65, screaming his head off, I got you. Wow! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. 
That was James Brown with I Got You. Wow. And now we're going to go to Machine Head, a real heavy rock album, 1972. The song is called Highway Star. The lead singer is Ian Gillen. Steve Morse is now the guitar player. Back then it was uh, Richie Blackmore. I had the honor and thrill of doing a Jeff Healy tribute in Toronto. And I uh, got to go on stage and play uh, with Ian Gillen. And we did Smoke on the Water. We might have even done this song, but I don't quite remember. And he'd been a really good friend of Steve Morse, who's the guitar player from the Dixie Dregs. So these, kinds of, these guys are like friendly. We're not buddies, but we're friends. We're rock and roll friends, that's the word. Here's Deep Purple. The song is called Highway Star, and listen to Ian scream. Purple with Highway Star. The rock keeps on rolling. The time machine keeps on flying. We're continuing our ride on the time machine and celebrating songs with great, great rock and roll screams. Some people scream their whole song. Some scream before the solo. Some scream in the outro because they're getting excited. And they want you to get excited, and we certainly do. Here's the BTO song called The Way From Home, written and sung by Fred Turner. And I said earlier in Let It Ride how he does the scream. He sucks the air in his mouth. So he does that at the end of this song. And he has some really great screaming. But it's in and out, in and out. The real high ones are he's sucking in the high notes. There we go, probably from 1976, BTO with Away From Home. BTO and Away From Home, and by BTO I didn't mean Big Time Operator, I meant Bachman Turner Overdrive. And then we get to a band that was two bands that joined together because they just didn't want to fight anymore for the top spot in LA. They put them together and they are called Guns and Roses. Their lead singer is Axl Rose, he wrote the lyrics when he was in Seattle, which gave him the feeling of going to LA, like a country kid like me from Winnipeg goes to New York City. You're in the jungle. By that, I mean man-eating businessmen and crooks and everything else. So here's Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses, 1987. Welcome to the jungle. Guns N' Roses, welcome to the jungle. Axl Rose screaming his head off. And that's it for now. I'll be back with another Vinyl Tapcast very soon. <laughs>